John David Jessup rode out in the morning half-light, when the sun was just a salmon-colored promise on the horizon. It had been eighty-four days since the last rain, and each hoof-fall of the horse kicked up the dust of a thousand summers. He had no designs on the day or his life. The local weather reports confirmed the constant negative drumbeat of the farm's owner, Larry Slocum. The man could find something wrong even with a June rain. It's just going to run off, he would say to the underside of any dark cloud. The heat of the morning had awakened J.D. as it always did, sweating in the stillness, lying on top of the old quilt given to him by Slocum's wife, and straining to feel any air movement from the clacking metal fan he had found in the barn. He felt beads of perspiration run past his mouth and onto the dusty pillow. He had tried sleeping with the door open, but night critters tended to take that as an invitation. His room was an old schoolhouse, Slocum said, had been built before statehood, and J.D. believed it. Cattle feed covered half the room. The other half had his bed and a nightstand and a basin he tried to keep full of water. There was no bathroom. That was a portageon behind the building, facing the mountains in the distance. His only roommates were the extended family of mice that skittered through the room while he tried to sleep. There was nothing different about that morning, nothing out of the ordinary. The springs on the bunk had creaked as he rose and pulled on jeans so stiff he could now lean them against the wall. He'd shaken out his boots, making sure nothing had crawled inside, and staggered into a world he had not known until April, two months before, give or take. The farm sat at the edge of La Pena, a town south of Tucson and bordering the Coronado National Forest. The Slocum Ranch comprised 500 acres of the best desert money could buy. It had been in the Slocum family for generations before it passed to Larry and his wife, Nora. There was a crude history written up in a weather-worn paperback under the coffee table in the Slocum living room, stories of ancestors who had emigrated from the old country to the east coast, then traveled west to fight off the natives and wild animals and stake a claim. Misspelled words and run-on sentences and commas where they shouldn't be. The story of the farm would probably make a good song if J.D. could ever write again. But he'd traded that creative work for the day-to-day plotting farming gave. A one-foot-in-front-of-the-other existence that beat the hurt down to a numbness in his soul. Before mounting, he'd taken a sip of water from the canteen hooked to the back of his saddle. It tasted old and hot, and he spit it at a wood rat darting past the barn. Quail were out with their young, clucking and traveling single file in the muted light, like a well-oiled military expedition. Mother led the tiny babies while father brought up the rear, and J.D. had to look away. The family dog, Red, climbed out from under the porch of the farmhouse and ambled to a plastic water dish upside down in the dirt. J.D. emptied his canteen into the bowl and the dog lapped. He ran his hand along Red's back before filling the canteen from the spigot by the barn. 
he was surprised cattle could survive in such a hostile place, though there was good grazing higher on the backside of the farm. That a garden would grow seemed impossible, but the ground was like children, forgiving once it found water. His aversion to the land wasn't just the heat and scorpions, but the very lay of it. Born among rolling green hills that exploded with color and then balanced themselves white each year, he felt foreign in the faded brown and gray of Arizona. Instead of preparing to blossom, everything seemed prepared to die, blowing from one flat place to another, shifting in the wind where God wanted if God even cared about this desert. The cactus and catclaw and choya were strange to him, as were the Gila monsters and rattlers. But what he missed most were the real trees and streams that bubbled up on their own. The mountains here, all around him, made the land feel like the bottom of some dry bowl. The saguaros seemed to gesture obscenely at him as he rode past each day, a cactus flip-off. He was a stranger here, and the thought comforted him.